Hi, welcome to the Vine Life Church Podcast. We're in Boulder, Colorado, and we're following Jesus by staying rooted in His presence, growing in His family, and living on His mission so that hearts are awakened with His awe-inspiring love. In this time of social distancing, we're not currently gathering in person, but we invite you to stream the video from our weekend services online. And if we can help you in any way, reach out to us at vinelife.com. For now, here's a short sermon from last weekend at Vine Life. Again, thanks for joining us. Well, friends, I am excited to open up the scripture today on Easter Sunday. And uh, wherever you are, I, I hope that this is an amazing time for us to retell the story. Before we open up the Bible, though, I want to invite you to pray with us this morning. So, God, we ask that as we come together, you would still our hearts wherever we are. God, I pray for every person listening in today in every living room across the world. We thank you, God, that you are alive and you have the ability to meet us right where we are at. So I pray for my friends who are joining in today. God, that your scripture and your words would come to life because you are alive. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. So we're celebrating Easter from our homes And I know that's strange, but I would say it's not as strange as we think it is. Um, In fact, I I really believe that the way this Easter story unfolds is just as powerful for us today as it was 2,000 years ago. So I want to invite you, if you have your Bible with you, to open up to John chapter 20. That's where we're going to read from today, the Gospel of John chapter 20. And uh, if you're not familiar with this whole story, let me catch you up. You see, uh, you probably figured out Easter Sunday is when Jesus rose from the dead. Um, But it doesn't just start there. You see, this whole week was monumental uh, for uh, Jesus and his followers. Um, His followers, his disciples were following him for three years before this whole thing happened. And during this three years, Jesus was teaching them a new way of life, of how to heal the sick and cleanse the lepers, um, how to love the enemies and serve the poor, and just a whole new way of life. And and he called this the kingdom of God. But but what happened was, as he was using this language, they had a picture of what that was going to look like for him to become king. And so a week before Easter Sunday, as Jesus is coming into Jerusalem, uh, the people and the crowds were there, and they were singing Hosanna, and they were there to receive the king, but they all thought that it was going to happen a certain way. In fact, they all thought he was going to overthrow the Roman government and all the religious leaders and, and set up a new rule and a new reign, which he was, but not in the way that they had thought. And so between Sunday and Friday, things took a turn for the worse, and we read that Jesus is taken captive by the Roman government and the religious leaders, and ultimately he he was brutally killed. And, uh, and, and not only did he die on a cross on that Friday, um, but for his followers and the people that were trusting in him, their dreams and their vision of what was supposed to happen died too. Everything they were planning on got flipped upside down. And that's why this Sunday morning was full of surprise. Um, because in the first century, they really believed that when you get dead, you stay dead, right? And, and, and maybe you believe that too, um, that there's nothing after death, that death is the last note. But Jesus came 
And in his resurrection, he, he's showing us that that's not all there is. The story continues even after death. And so when we look at the Gospel of John, uh, we, we read that on early this Sunday morning, the first person to show up to the scene was a woman named Mary Magdalene, and, and she was coming distraught. She was weeping. Um, she was disappointed. She was wrecked in her heart. And she showed up to be at the tomb at the burial site of Jesus. And when she got there, she was surprised because the, the stone had rolled away. And there was two other men in there, and, and she had thought that they had taken uh, the body away. It turns out they were angels, and they started talking to her, and she didn't know what was going on. In fact, Jesus starts talking to her from outside the grave, and he, she didn't even know it was him because she was so disappointed. But it was when, she, when he said her name, when he said, Mary, and something inside of her woke up, and she looked at him, and she said, Rabbi, teacher, and... Uh, and, and, and naturally, she started clinging to him because when someone you love comes back from the dead, what do you do? You, you hold on to them and you don't let them go. They're not going anywhere, right? But Jesus said to her, he said, don't cling to me, but go and tell the others that I'm going to my father and your father, to my God and your God. So she went to tell them. And, and in the next passage, which is where I really want to focus on today, we read that this newly resurrected Jesus comes to his disciples that had been walking with them. And I want us to pay attention to his first words he uses with his disciples. And so that's what we'll read together in John chapter 20, verse 19. On the evening of that day, the first day of the week, the doors being locked where the disciples were for fear of the Jews, Jesus came and stood among them and said to them, Peace be with you. When he had said this, he showed them his hands in his side. Then the disciples were glad when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, even so I am sending you. And when he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. So you can imagine these disciples. They were locked away. They were in a living room probably because of fear. Now, they, at this point, they were afraid of the Jews. And so they were uh, in, in isolation. They were in a living room. And it's amazing to see what Jesus' first words were to greet his disciples. You see, if, if, if he came back from the dead, it would have been easy for him to show up and say, ta-da, right? Like it was some big magic trick. Or, or uh, show up and say, I'm back, um, he could have even scolded them and, uh, and, and showed up and said, See? You see this? I told you so. I told you it was going to happen. He could have gone on tour, right? He had no trouble getting crowds. He could have organized a whole tour around the region, a Jesus is Alive tour. But no, no, no. What, what do we read? The first thing that Jesus does is he rises from the dead, as he goes to his friends, and he goes into the living room, and that they are huddled in, and he speaks to their hearts, and he says, peace be with you. You see, for Jesus, the first thing he wanted to do in this new creation, in this new life, was to extend his peace. And he invited them to see the scars on his hands and his side. 
because as they were able to see him, that the fact that he had healed, his, his body had resurrected, there was something about them that filled them with peace too. And that's why I, I believe um, that, that when, when Jesus extends us his peace, that's why this message is just as powerful today as it was 2,000 years ago. It's powerful in anything that we could ever go through. The message of God is still peace. And I want you to imagine, I mean, let's, let's just say two years from now, let's, let's say um, there's, a, there's a virus that spreads around the globe. I, I know it's far-fetched, and in fact, you're probably laughing at me from your living room, but let's just say there's this virus that spreads around the globe at unprecedented rates, and the whole world shuts down for three months. I know that sounds crazy, but... Uh, I want you to imagine what people might be feeling if that had happened, right? Like maybe disappointment, fear of what what is going to happen, right? Maybe some of those people would feel isolated. Uh, Some are just going to feel totally overwhelmed. Um, Others are going to be uncertain, and, and certainly almost everybody is feeling a little bit of anxiety, right? Now, I want you to imagine if you were there and Jesus shows up to your house, And he comes in and he greets you by name. And he speaks into your eyes and he says, peace be with you. I want you to imagine what that would feel like to have Jesus, the risen Lord, come into your home in the midst of crazy anxiety and speak into your life, peace be with you. And just feel the weight lift off your shoulders, feel that knot disentangle from your stomach. Uh, Feel the sigh of relief as you're realizing, oh, it's going to be okay because he is with me. And see, that's the reason why we can be at peace today. That's the reason why the resurrection matters here today because when Jesus is alive, we get to be at peace knowing that he is with us. And so when Jesus is with his disciples, he doesn't just say it once, he says it again. A few verses later, he says it again, peace be with you, just as the Father has sent me, so I am sending you. And it's a peace for a different reason. It's a second reason we get to have peace. Why? Because we get to be a part of what the Father is doing. Just as Jesus is sent, Jesus tells his disciples, I am sending you. Let your hearts be at peace because your life matters more than you think. God is sending us to extend his peace. And how amazing is it that not only is he with us to minister peace, but he invites us to be a part of his story as he releases his peace, the shalom of God, into all of creation. Listen, you're not just a passive character in the story of God. You're not just this... uh, you know, this side plot uh, that doesn't matter, matter, a meaningless story within the story of God. You were invited right into the center of the story of God. Why? Because your life matters. You were created to be a part of what he's doing. And what is he doing? He's showing up to living rooms and, and bedrooms and offices all around the world right now. And he's trying to get our attention so he can look into our eyes and he can say, peace be with you. And so what does that mean? That's really good news, but 
does that mean awesome? Like, so if peace is with me, that means I don't get to experience any troubles. Well, not exactly. In fact, uh, we, we could even agree that we're going to experience a lot of troubles. Even Jesus said that himself, you're going to experience troubles. But that's not why we're at peace, just so we don't have to experience any hardship anymore. We're at peace because no matter what we go through, God is with us. The Spirit of God is with us. And that's why, um, that's why even Jesus, after he invites them to be a part of what the Father's doing, he tells them, you're going to need to receive the Holy Spirit. And he breathes on them. He said, if you're going to live as a peaceful person, extending the peace of God with the Father and the Son, you're going to need the other part of who I am, the Holy Spirit. So he breathes on them. And as they're inhaling, they get to receive all of the fullness of God. And I want us to think about that today as we're celebrating the resurrection of Jesus. Peace comes to us when we know that we're not alone. Peace comes when we realize that our lives count for more than we think. Peace comes knowing that death does not have the final say. And there's coming a day when God will make all things new. And every sickness and disease will be no more. And the scripture says he will wipe the tears from our eyes. In fact, the glory of God is going to be so bright and so warm that we won't even have a need for the sun anymore. That God's bright glory will so overshadow us on this earth that we're going to be filled with the fullness of God. So today, may you be filled with peace by the resurrected Christ, the Father who loves you, the Son who has been given to you, and the Holy Spirit who, has, who fills your lungs. May you do what Jesus is doing and allow the peace of God to minister to every part of your heart that is filled with anxiety. And may you, you go today knowing that today in your home, Jesus is alive. And listen, if this is the first time you have heard this message, if you don't know what that means to give your life to Jesus, I just want to invite you today. There is no better today, day than today to, to call out to the name of Jesus and say, Jesus, I need to know your peace that, that goes so much further than my mind that is racing all the time. I need to know your peace that can calm my racing heart. I need to know your peace that can that can settle me in my gut where I feel so tense. And I believe today, as you call to the name of Jesus, I just pray for you that you begin to know his saving power, his saving work. God raised Christ from the dead and the story has not ended at his death. It will continue forevermore as God reigns as the true king of our lives and over all of creation. So from my home and my living room to yours, I say peace be with you.